0: welcome back to live laugh lorazepam today tonight whatever time you are listening to this because it is not live we are do you care when i go and say crazy shit okay i was just wondering i never know it's what makes me feel comfortable but i would stop it for you Today, we are talking to my amazing friend, family, my family from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Out of the Darkness Overnight Walk. I know I've done an episode on it, my, Why I Walk, and I wanted to give my amazing ladies time to discuss why they walk. Um, so, we'll be talking to Bev, Maria, and Kelly, and here's Bev. All right, let's start with question number one. Um, why do you do the Out of
1: the Darkness walk? Well, I started a few years ago, but it was after um, a few suicides. Um, in 1993, my husband died by suicide And four years later, his daughter, my stepdaughter, died by suicide. Um, During those times, my sister Jan and my cousin Lynn were very supportive and they kept calling me to see how I was doing, how my children were doing. They were 10 and 14 years old at that time. And just lending as much support as I could to see me through those times. But then in 2010, my cousin Lynn, best friend there, uh, killed herself also and it set me back quite a bit. I cried every day for a year, put myself in therapy and thought I have this is, this is awful. you know I understood she was um, had great depression and I knew that this was her way of leaving her depression behind. Um, and I thought I was coming okay with, to grips with all of this until two years later when I came home from teaching one day and found that my upstairs neighbor in my apartment building had killed himself. At this point, I was just reeling saying, how can this, how can this be, how many people? And I thought I have to do something, but I didn't know what. Um, it just happened that that year, our town, Is it good, New York? was having its first out-of-the-darkness walk, community walk. So I attended that and liked what I found and heard and saw, and actually became quite um, involved in the committee for years to come. And it was at that first walk in Ithaca where I met someone who told me about the overnight walk, which I thought sounded really intriguing. And so I looked into it and thought, it would be a personal challenge for me um, but I thought it was for a good cause and I wanted to raise funds for the AFSP so I took a chance and registered for the walk which I found to be empowering uh, cathartic and quite moving so that was basically how I got involved in the walks
0: um, one, I want to say I love you, and I know you know that, but I love you, and I, know. <laughs> I will continue to walk by your side for all of those that you've lost, and you, every year, you are walking in their honor, and it's amazing. That is true. Um, and I appreciate you so much.
2: Yes, thank you for sharing that with us. I, I have a question. How many walks have you done now? Uh, this will be the 13th
1: walk wow Um, no 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 i'm sorry uh 11th i um started in 2013 that was my first walk in washington dc i went not knowing anyone and it was there that i met uh maria from ohio and kelly and her daughter from new hampshire and we walked together that very first year and have done so many times since also my nephew then my cousin's son, joined us in D.C. He'd be at every stop and give us water and uh, pep talks, and it was really nice to have him there too. So that was the first walk. Second walk was Seattle. Uh, third walk was Boston. Rainy, awful. And then was next my walk, first one. Yes, and the next one, 2016, they had two walks: one in the West Coast and one in the East Coast. The West Coast was in San Francisco, supposedly the worst of the walks because of the hills. Well, as luck would have it, the date of that walk was the same day that my son was getting married, ironically, in San Francisco. So I was there in San Francisco, but I figured I couldn't leave the reception in my mother of the groom outfit and heels and do the (laughs) 16 mile walk. So instead (laughs) I signed up for the New York City East Coast walk and it was there that I met Julie. And we walked together with her mother also. And so we met Julie. I met Julie at that time. The wow. next year, San Diego, one of my favorite walks. After that, Dallas, one of the hottest walks ever. I think it was 90-some degrees at midnight. It was oh, my awesome. gosh. People, people were dropping like flies. <laughs> I would If I did that uh, one, I would have been dropping. Yeah. I did make it to the end. I don't know. I, it was just autopilot, I think. Pure then adrenaline. It, uh, Boston, Boston again, in which time, which Julie joined us, I believe. Yes, and that is when you introduced me to the rest of the family. The rest of it. And my nephew Bill, yes. I call him my nephew, it's my cousin's son, um, also joined us. And so uh, he would join in. And then uh, we became a pod of six. So uh, the next two years were virtual, which was sort of lucky for me because of 2020 virtual walk i had just had back surgery knew i couldn't do the walk and then in 2021 i had broken my foot couldn't have done the walk so i think they did that for me <laughs> and then last year was new york city and this year of course washington dc i'm looking forward to washington it's beautiful with the monuments at night going by the river and yeah lovely
2: that is incredible
0: i um, am in one in awe of how many walks you've done Um, I need to do the math of total miles. I know. Because, dang.
1: Oh. Oh, that's, well, you know, I did not finish last year. That was my first time I did not complete it, and I dropped out 11.2 miles. And I was sorry, but I knew that uh, to go further would have hurt my knee more, Mm. and I just thought it was not worth it to take that risk. So I was sad, but I was, you know, still did my part in raising funds. In fact. I did total up all the years I've walked, and I believe, as of right now, my total raised is $38,180.16. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And I want to keep going because this is a good cause. I want people to help the AFSP. Does that include this year's walk, too? As much as I raised so far. Hopefully, there's more to come because, yes, there should be more to come.
0: I, I'm i sitting looking at Abby and like I'm in awe of you even I know you and I know these stories and but that's a lot of money you, and life-changing an,
2: like that's a an amazing legacy too to like set like a precedent of like you're proud of this organization and you want to put money and like physical effort towards this cause and that that's just absolutely amazing
1: and well I think it is worthwhile and it is something they do good work for Many people.
2: Mm.
0: Um, and it doesn't matter where you finished last year, how many miles you did, because you pushed and kicked ass.
1: <laughs> I tried. I think the starting and stopping was hard for me in yes, New York yes. City, because they had to start and stop at every mm-hmm. crosswalk. And I found that you know, there wasn't a flow. And maybe maybe that's just an excuse, but um, no, I, felt I found it. that difficult. Yeah. I definitely felt it. Yeah, actually,
2: I never even thought about that because for marathons, you know, it's just a straight, you know, they don't have to stop anywhere, but you guys are doing it like in the city limits, yes. you know, with things still happening around you. that That's hard. Right. Yeah.
1: In the middle of the night. Yeah, in the middle of the night. There's
0: cheering stations, though. There's people who follow us on bikes and motorcycles to make sure we're good. Uh, there's rest stops but yeah those short blocks last year with all the red lights
1: were rough it was yeah
0: but um let's go to the next question do you have a favorite part about the walks
1: well yes i do it would be the finish line (laughs) (laughs) me too me too uh or runner-up is the Uncrustables at the snacks. <gasps> <stuff. laughs> those, are, those are gold. You, it's, you have to make sure you get one.
2: I haven't yeah. had, oh my god, I haven't had an Uncrustable in so many years.
1: Yeah, those are and that's the only time I ever have Gatorade is that those stops never, but you need those electrics or yeah. whatever they're called. <laughs> uh, but no, really, my favorite part uh, is to be there with so many people who understand what it's like to be a survivor of a loved one's suicide and knowing that you're not alone and that um, you have many friends there to support you. So I'd say that's really what the walk is for me, a favorite part of it, seeing my pod people that we see once each year, you know, we see each other once a year, we keep in touch we do. throughout the year though, in uh, Facebook or whatever, social places, uh, but, to see them and to talk and catch up on the years, because I think people might think that when we walk, it's all doom and gloom and sadness, but it's not. We have a lot of laughs and a lot of fun together, and um, that's that's a good thing too.
0: Yeah, we definitely. For me, we definitely do. We we talk in, about who we've lost or um, why we walk, and and the opening ceremonies are are heartbreaking but empowering. Um, but yes. we definitely do laugh along the way, and uh, I'm forever thankful for meeting you and then having you introduce me to everyone, because um, I've never, like,
1: never felt so at home with a group of people. Well, that's great. I mean, and, and that's how it is. I mean, and we all come from such diverse backgrounds, and our cases are all different. Who we lost is different, and but yet, you know, we, we managed to... Get it together. <laughs> and I also like that we, we end up going a day earlier or a day later to visit new cities, uh touristy spots and um uh, enjoy seeing new places. That's sort of fun too.
0: Yeah, I'm so I'm so excited for DC because yeah, I've only spent DC. a short amount of time there and I'm very excited. It's to, so beautiful to wander.
1: But I should also say too, I mean I always say this to my people who donate that I want to make sure they understand that they're donating to the AFSP and not to my airplane ride or my hotel room or Mm -hmm. my meals or the touristy things we do. That's out-of-pocket costs for each of us uh, and I'm more than happy to do that Um, but I want all their money to go to the AFSP
0: Uh, and it does yes it does it does and they do amazing things with it and the they walk. The organization themselves, like they, the CEO walks every year.
2: That's amazing. Um,
0: and I guess our last question for for now is, um, why should people get involved, and why should like why should they donate, and
1: or walk, or both? Well, I you know for personal health and healing, if you're a survivor, shall we say, that's it's very helpful i think to bring awareness i mean i usually write letters to people asking for donations and i try to bring awareness of suicide and i try so hard to erase the stigma by talking about it i talk about it openly with people and i've had many come forward and saying how comforting and informative my letters have been and that they learned a lot which is what I'm trying to do, but what the AFSP does better. (laughs) Uh, And so I'm asking, so I think people and are generally happy to donate to a good cause once they know where the money goes. And um, so I'd say, you know, donate a dollar, donate how how many zeros you want behind there, I don't care. (laughs) I'll take anything and because it is, Uh, a, a good cause which I so believe in and I'm so happy that I found this organization or they found me I'm not sure which um so I I think I encourage people to read more about the uh AFSP and the work they do
2: that's so wonderful thank you so much for sharing your story and sort of like what drives you to do this I think hearing your story, hearing why you do it, hearing how strong you've been and the years and years of effort that you've put in will be super empowering for other people as well. I know.
1: There are many people who do more. I mean, I raise more money and have walked more time, but I feel like just doing what I do or what Julie does or what any of our pod or anyone does is is a help. So
2: Absolutely. Uh, we Absolutely. do the
1: best we can. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you for having me. Thank and... you for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure, as I said, yeah. Um, yeah, and I look forward to Washington, Julie, and seeing you. I know I can't
0: wait. I'm so excited. I, um, I've been thinking about it more and more um, because, actually, we have a local restaurant that, um, for the month of May, they do, well, every month they do a charity cocktail, and I reached out, and for the month of May, every... Um, specific drink they sell uh, they give a dollar for every one of those are sold to the walk now um, so that's been it started yesterday so I'm getting more and more pumped and just sharing like crazy trying to trying to raise more money oh I like that idea I yeah. like it too because it involves alcohol
2: <laughs> you can have a little fun with it we're also we're walking oh, yeah. more We're we're walking the beach yes we... Julie's in training now here's Maria
3: so the first question is why do you walk well, so Abby, I, you know, Julie knows part of this, but I lost my brother in 2007. And I, I don't want to cry, but, you know, it still obviously is very emotional. And like it, it, I was thunderstruck. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see it coming. You know, i was raised Catholic, Italian. I knew nobody really that had ever died by suicide. And I was just, it just my knees were you know buckled beneath me and it took a long time for me to be ready to do something i knew i would do something eventually and when i googled like suicide prevention i saw walks but there were no walks in my area and so the first thing i saw was this overnight walk ironically it was in dc that year and so i signed up for it not knowing could i could i raise a thousand dollars could I walk overnight and you know, I'm a, I go to bed early. I'm a morning person, like all of those things. But I knew that I wanted to be around people who had experienced what I had experienced because I, I didn't have that here.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I also wanted to be able to normalize mental illness and the word suicide instead of people whispering, it. you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and, And so I made that journey that first time and I found like, okay, all these other people that were like me in that, you know, obviously I wasn't the one who suffered, but I saw them, they lost someone very dear to, they were struggling with the same, what if, why, why, what could I have done? What should I have done? How stupid was I not to see this coming? So I felt that sense of community. And for me, that was, it ended up being, I didn't know that going into it, but it ended up being the most important thing for me of the walk. Wow. And and this will be my seventh stupid COVID, you know, (laughs) or there would have been more. You you just answered number two was how many times have you walked? Yeah. This will be my seventh. I also though, because of the overnight, because when I found it, you know, I mentioned there were no walks in the Akron area, so when I came back from DC that first time and, and I felt so, so moved and so empowered that I actually started for AFSP a walk at the University of Akron, the wow. first one, and I chaired it for several years. But the goal with that was always to start it and then hand it over to the students because I couldn't do the overnight walk and also chair that. Um, and the overnight, quite honestly, and this may so- sound sort of selfish, but that's for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I do that for me, I do that for Mark. Um, and I wasn't going to stop doing that at some level. And so, but, you know, for a campus walk, there's not that huge $1,000 commitment. And and I felt that it was really important for people like me who just went to the computer to search. They had something local that they didn't have a daunting task of raising money and traveling to go to.
2: That's wonderful that you like saw a need and met that need by setting up another walk like in the area. Like you knew other people needed this as well in your area. That's beautiful, Sadly, right? Well, thank yeah. you.
3: You know, it's the old life gives you lemons. Right? Yeah. Yes. You make lemonade or you try to make lemonade and I, there's too many people and I, and it's still in the shadows, you know, yeah. people are still not my, you know, if someone very close, a neighbor's grandson died by suicide very recently, and they're still not at a level to be able to talk about it. Mm. And I think that's so sad. And it's also, I think, burdensome, you know, to have that and, and not be able to share with other people. Like I felt so much better when I could talk to people who experienced what I experienced, knew what I was feeling and knew that I was not only not just not alone. But, you know, it's sadly a disease that does not discriminate.
4: Mm-hmm. It
3: doesn't care whether you lived in a bougie neighborhood or not a bougie neighborhood. You have money, you don't have money. You know, we I always tell people like, you know, I, I hadn't experienced it. I probably knew people who did, but they didn't talk about it. So you either are, you either have experienced it, sadly, you will experience it and not necessarily suicide, but mental illness and the struggles of it, you know, or, or you're living with it, but people don't want to share it. And once you open up, I have found, I'm very open about how my brother died. Um, And that I am the survivor of my brother's suicide. And I find that when people know that, there's a comfort level. That they know you're safe. And they can share it too. And I don't want anyone to not have that safety when they're around me.
0: I definitely feel that safety when I'm around you.
3: Um, Well, I adore you. So I I hope you do. I do (laughs) too.
0: But, oh my God, I lost my train of thought just because I'm emotional. Because I... Because I told you I loved you. i <laughs> um, um, No, but I guess going into, like, the, the obituaries now are slowly starting to open up and saying how someone died and died by suicide. And I think that is huge because it's going to allow more people to talk about it.
2: And there's, a, there's an aspect of healing in that and, mm-hmm. like, calling it what it is and then having that discussion about, like, do you ever feel that way? I've sometimes felt this way. And like having that discussion within a family and being able to openly talk about it instead of for generations, just having to be really quiet and hide it. And I think there's, there's something like, I think there's a healing aspect of being able to like, put it on paper, put it in your words out loud and not feel like you have to whisper it and like, you know,
3: and it's scary. There's a scariness that people experience. Like Mm -hmm. there, I, you know, I told my husband, he had a friend who was struggling and I said, you have to, I said, this is going to sound horrible and it's going to be terrifying, but you have to ask him, Mm -hmm. are you okay? Have you considered hurting yourself? And if he tells you he has, you ask him, does he have a plan? Because if he has a plan, we need to take action. And that's really terrifying. And people think that that's so wrong. They think if you don't talk about it, nothing bad will happen. You know, it's like that mm. olden days, you know? Yeah, People didn't talk about cancer. Someone died of cancer and they whispered that too. And this is not, you know, it's it's a disease that so often goes untreated because we, because we do have those stigmas. You know, we, I, I get so angry when I hear the words weak or if someone says someone was a coward. Or like, selfish. You know, like, selfish, yeah. like, oh my God. I mean, my brother was the least selfish person I knew, and he sure as hell wasn't a coward. So, you know, he, he was struggling. We sadly didn't know how the depths of his struggle. And that will be the thing that, you know, the sadness that I will carry with me forever because he was, uh, he was my first best friend. He was my protector. You know, I, I love, I still love him, but I, it breaks my heart. That he didn't see the help that could have been there for him.
2: It's it's beautiful what you're doing in his name and in his memory now. Well, well thank you. And There's, save, a and saving
3: There's a so
0: selfishness. There's a selfishness there, too. Sorry. <laughs> no, but you're allowed to have that. Like, I walk for me and for others. Like, I... When you were saying you do the overnight for you instead of the campus walks. I mean, I do the overnight for me instead of local campus walks. Like I need this.
2: Well, there's so much that own. you need to heal from yourself before you can help someone else heal from it as well. You know, like yeah. you've got to do that work internally and like at home in order to right. then be able to spread that to your community, to your friends, to your coworkers, et cetera.
3: When we did the, that first Boston walk, uh, my husband and daughter walked, with me that year. And Grace was, I don't even, Julie, I don't even remember what year it was, but Grace was a teenager, you know, and it was pouring down. (laughs) And, you know, you can only imagine the grumblings. and, (laughs) And I said to her, I said, you know, people who suffer from depression walk in the rain, even when the sun is shining. I said, we can do this one night. One night, we can do this. And, and I even, so even now, At the end of the night when we're walking and, you know, and your feet hurt, your back hurt and, you know, and you're tired, like, I just think like I can go on. I have the strength to go on. So it's in those moments that I am walking and carrying Mark so close to my heart because I can carry on when he couldn't. And so I I try to, that's how I spend my time with him, you know, sort of meditating and thinking about him. And it's our time. You know even when the you know when we're chatting with each other like i'm just carrying him with me and and thinking about those struggles and and remembering that there's nothing we can't overcome and there is help and we help each other you know when you're tired you encourage me and i encourage you and we take a break and we're you know so you know it's it's the same thing i I, that's how i visualize it that's what i do that's why it means so much to me i
0: am That So your first Boston walk in the rain was my first walk in general, my first overnight walk, oh, and good. I did it solo, but I remember thinking in the pouring rain that I had faced so much, mo- like everything I had already faced was so much harder than walking in mm-hmm. the pouring rain through Boston. Um, and I remember finishing, that- and I was just like, one, I couldn't believe I did it, but if I... I was also like i did so much work before that to get out of the rainy dark place that i was in my head that this was nothing compared to it um but it was something that kept me grounded and made me realize i can't go back there Um, but it's what continues to push me through the nights now is that Mm i fought much harder battles than walking overnight
3: Um, that's awesome
0: and i'm so glad you did you keep doing that Thank you. I will keep keep walking with you guys. um Except if it goes to San Francisco, then I'm volunteering <laughs> oh,
3: oh, and funny. only
0: volunteering.
3: I thought I was gonna literally have a heart attack on those hills. <laughs> that was. I mean, I was like literally doubled over, like <gasps> trying to breathe. It was hard. I can't imagine the people, like older people or very overweight people, like. It was hard, and I'm not saying I was a you know a specimen of physicality like <laughs> I, but you know like I was struggling, and I it's all I could think of was oh my god, like how embar- how embarrassing if I'm the one to have the heart attack on this hill, but it was hard. That I was a hard one.
0: Refused to sign up for that because I was like I saw San Francisco and I was like hills, nope. I knew I'd make it.
2: I I never even thought about that. When you said at the distance, I was like, Wow, that's crazy. And in my head, I'm like, that's flat land. And then you were like, San Francisco hills. And I remember just like the the realization coming over me. I was like, Oh gosh, no. (laughs) Goodness, no.
3: And they're straight up. I mean, and it's like not just like a hill, then you're it's like a couple blocks. Oh, that's a mountain. (laughs) Yeah. It 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 was a lot. I struggled in New York and it's flat. Well, heat, I mean, I think Dallas was a year I didn't, I couldn't, I think that may have been the year that they went to Dallas was the year that, and that may have been New York, Dallas, right? No, or no, that wasn't it. But anyway, Dallas was super hot and Washington was hot the first year. I'm so afraid Mm -hmm. that's going to be hot this year. I don't remember what, what time of June it was, but it was really warm. Like I just remember thinking, oh my God, like the sun has to go down soon because it was, it was pretty hot.
0: I've already warned them that if it's too hot, I'm going to end up having to tap out because otherwise I'm going to pass out and they don't, they don't want to deal with that. You need like someone
2: on a bike next to you with like an ice pack at the ready to just like cool your whole body down. Oh, I
0: bring my, I have my Camelback and it's, I'm constantly drinking water, but I have my, um, cold wrap that's always around my head and then I wet it and make it cold again. Good. Good. Prepared. For that part yeah because i'm
3: afraid <laughs> don't be afraid we'll know what it's going to be like and we face ourselves yeah. right and if you you know and if it's too high you can't it it can't be dangerous like you can't let it be a, a situation where you're endangering yourself yeah. you know yeah and if you are if you know you're prone to pass out like that would be just that would be foolish. That's to, why to I warned something.
0: I warned you guys. I texted them I was like, "So if it is really hot, <laughs> I'm not going to push myself cuz I don't want to do that to you guys and I also don't want the ER bill of <laughs> going well, to." Well, I
3: think that's also part of I mean, you know anyone like it, it could like Bev I think struggled with leaving early. You know, that's also part of knowing your limits. Like in life too, right? We have to know our limits. Know when it's okay to push yourself whether it's a physical like a walk you know Mm -hmm. or if it's mental like there are times where you have to say okay the smart thing for me to do right now is not do this and that's also symbolic Mm -hmm. and you can't be you can't feel bad to say that you know like I know even last year you were so worried like I have to do this I have to do this you are there doing it you but what you don't have to do is endanger yourself in any way You know, like that's not smart either. Know your limits.
0: I think my struggle last year was I couldn't tell if it was a mental, I don't want to do this, or it was a physical, I shouldn't do this. Um, So I was very thankful that you kept checking in with me and I was like, I don't know. And I was like, no, it's just mental. I was like, it's just mental. I can do this. Um, I'm very grateful I finished. But yeah, this year I will be um, constantly checking in on myself and making sure I'm not endangering And you have
3: to tell me, too, because I know sometimes I I start to walk fast because I want to just be done. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, you know, like you're like, I find myself uh, because I do walk fairly fast anyway, but I have to slow myself down. And don't be afraid to say that to me, too, because I it's almost becomes like I I just want to get done. And, it, you know, I find myself <laughs> pushing and pushing. It's not good either. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Like, Can you slow down, please? Okay.
3: Slow
2: down. Well, it also awesome. makes me think of, um, like, if people can't physically do it, there's other ways to participate in that night, and there's other oh, ways right. to We would not be support.
0: a walk without the volunteers. There are so many amazing volunteers that kick ass that night, and I'm so thankful
1: for them.
3: You know it was really sweet when the, the last boston walk i had a teacher growing up in high school and um you know lost touch with him and we would still correspond or facebook whatever and he lives in new hampshire and he said oh i'm going to be passing through boston when you're there for the walk and i was like oh that's that's awesome so we met for breakfast the first like friday morning And I was like, that's so great. Like how, you know, coincidental that you should be here when I'm here. And he's like, well, I have something to tell you. He's like, I didn't want to tell you because I wasn't sure if the timing would work out. He's like, but I'm actually volunteering. And he said, and I'm doing it because of you, because of you and, and Mark. And he's was still a teacher and he's actually was becoming, well, he's getting ordained now, but you know, he was Catholic, but now he's in, I'm not sure what denomination of, of church or religion, but he's like, because of you and because of a student that I had, he's like, so I'm here to volunteer. And, you know, and afterwards he told me what a beautiful experience it was. And then one day he's like, the experiences that he carried, he's like, I know I will use this in one of my sermons,
2: Hmm. but
3: I don't know when. And then he texted me one day and it was a copy of his homily that he gave at mass that day or at his services that day and related it back to the struggle with mental illness and so- it was beautiful and it was like i was so touched you know like thinking oh this is so random that you're here but it really wasn't and he's like i don't know if our paths will cross during the walk so i want to make sure you know i'm here and so it was really special
2: that's a like a wonderful full circle moment too oh
3: my god yeah it was it was awesome
0: that was that was the year i met you um, and that was such a fun yeah. walk that
3: it was great. I would, yes, that was really it was awesome, um, and we never looked back. I, know, I feel like I'm rattling on no, too much, girls. That's oh no, all we, we love do. it. This okay? Yeah, this, is, this yeah. is that's
2: the extent of our podcast. Actually, <laughs> just us <laughs> oh rambling. God,
3: listen. You listen to our podcast? I do. Oh. I'm a little bit behind, oh. but yes, of There's course a I lot.
0: do. I thank you. I'm honored. I'm always like to friends and family, you do not have to listen. I'm like this is for me
2: yes so like, this yeah. is extra
0: therapy so do not <laughs> feel like you have to listen
3: because has, is... has your listenership gone up
0: yeah
2: yeah
3: okay. we're we're
0: growing and this especially this year um because we have more interviews and it's not just us sitting here talking to each other nice.
2: we like, were we, we do were do running that? out of things to talk about and then we'd hang out and go to dinner and we'd be like what do we talk about now like <laughs> What did we? Talk about? <laughs> We've talked about everything already on the mic. and yeah, it was but it's been so wonderful hearing from other people hearing their stories. And then especially like, it's been a great platform to sort of uh, talk about the walk and the fundraising. And I'm grateful that we like started the podcast in order to have these conversations with people.
0: I have grown yeah. like, I leave every interview. I was actually telling my friend this today. I leave every interview on like this strange high of even if it's a sad interview my heart is like racing but in a good way and i like we hang up and i'm like that was awesome even though i could have tears (laughs) in my eyes and i was like i was like i learned so much from that and i can't wait to post it and it's the craziest feeling like i i love it and i'm so glad if we found
3: this well again it's getting it out you know it's Mm -hmm. it's it's lessening your burden your load whatever that is you know even if it's just something silly on your mind, it always feels good to talk it out.
0: Oh, yeah. That's what I mean, that's why we started um, is because we were having these conversations together. And my goal was always to be as loud as possible. So no one felt alone. And then we were like, should we do this? Yeah, and <laughs> we did it. That's awesome. Good um, For you. Thank you. We have OK, we have two more questions. Yes, ma'am. Um, oh, my God, they disappeared. Hold on. Oh, I just know what off the top of my head. Um, what's your favorite part of
3: the walk? So, you know, I mentioned that it's for me. It's that quiet time where I'm walking and, uh, you know, sometimes struggling. But it's just my my living inside those thoughts where I have nothing else to focus on but my relationship with Mark and where it's come. And I could honestly say that, you know, I went from being so I mean, I'm still sad at the decision that he thought he had to make. But I, I have gained so much more peace from walking and meeting people. And, and really, like, that is the best part. You, Julie, you're part of that best part. You and Bev and Kelly and Devereaux. Like, I, I don't, you know, I don't go to these cities just for me because I, I could walk anywhere. But it's the family that, you know, the friends that I made that have become like family, that know the struggle that we have the same commonality but we have fun too you know like it's not a sad thing that we're going to do that night can be sad right and it can be a little bit heavy especially when we hear all the speeches and when we're struggling and we're hot and we're tired and we're in pain but we we celebrate when we get there and that's what i love like i feel like we're honoring something, but we're also celebrating the life that we're living right now. And I don't think that there's any any shame in celebrating a life, even though like I'm walking for someone who's gone, but I have you guys with me there to enjoy and to have fun with too, and then get serious and honor and, and not be afraid, like walk and say, when people ask us what we're walking for, you know, we're here to raise awareness and, and prevent someone else from feeling like they have no other option, but to take their own life because this is life.
0: i uh,
2: chills. Well, yes.
0: Cause I, <laughs> I agree. Um, with everything you said, especially like the, the friend friend, family, fran- family that we've, family. we've created, what you guys have ex- brought me into, um, is the most
3: important part for me and my favorite part. Um, I I truly think if there came a time and there are times when I think, you know, I feel sometimes very guilty reaching out to my friends and it always ends up being the same people who donate, you know, I get the same. And, and that's, and that's hard for me. I will donate to people raising money for whatever they're raising money for, you know, whether it's their child selling Girl Scout cookies or they're walking in a cancer walk or a leukemia walk or they're jumping rope for the Heart Association. I'll give every day and twice on Sunday, but I have a hard time asking. Mm-hmm. And there are times when I think, I don't know if I can keep doing that, but what I, what I know that I would keep doing would be traveling to see you guys and be there for you. And if it meant I'm handing out beads because you know I don't know that I could walk, or I can't walk because I didn't I didn't raise the money. I would still be there for that night, you know, or that trip to be there with you guys because you know, for whatever reason, whether you believe in God, a higher power, fate, whatever, I clicked on something on the internet that took me to Washington D.C. And I sat at a table or actually stood at a table with hors d'oeuvres at that, you know, reception. And I offered space to Bev and then Kelly and Devereaux. And my husband was, you know, Grace and Jim were there with me, but they weren't walking because I didn't want them to have to raise the money. And my husband was so worried about me walking alone. And I said, don't worry. I said, if nothing else, I'll just follow the t-shirt in front of me. I will just keep going. I will follow the t-shirt in front of me. And we met that night. And then the next day we made plans to meet and we stayed together that whole night, you know, that whole night. Like if we didn't see each other it was Marco, Polo, you know, <laughs> whether it was at the porta potties or a snack or the midnight buffet and that like I you know, I felt my I felt my heart starting to mend. Sorry. No, no, no. No, I like I felt my heart yeah. starting to mend, and every year I feel like it just has gotten stronger and stronger. And now you know, although it it breaks a little when I think of Mark. Like I know I have other people there, and I don't want anyone else to have to live through what I live through. And if me walking and telling people and if that's part of what I have to do, You know, but but you guys, you guys are the the real reason I I'm coming to DC. It's to be with you guys again. Sorry, no, no, no. (laughs) We oh, you
0: got me. I Yeah, (laughs) I'm gonna cry too, just because I I love you guys so much, and I feel the exact same.
2: Well, it's 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 interesting too. Being like I've I've known Julie since we were 14 years old, um, and I've known she's done this walk for so many so many years and you've talked about this this found family that you have that you've made and that you've keeping in contact with and there's just something so beautiful i don't worry about you on these walks because i know you're with like your people Aww. and you're surrounded by people that care and that are there for each other as well as for themselves and for the people that they've lost and i just think the community aspect of all of this is yes you're raising money for an awesome cause yes, you're doing some crazy physical feat overnight and there's like all the craziness of the event. You're traveling to these places, but more than anything, like you're with, you're with your family that you've met and that you've healed with like over the last, how many years you've done these walks.
3: And, And I felt like, I felt so protective when I met you in Boston, you know, like it was like our, it was like having like grace walking with us, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, You were by yourself. I knew, you know, your family lived in the area, but you were still walking by yourself and Mm -hmm. that would be scary, you know? And Uh, yeah, going into
0: that walk, I didn't. So I had met Bev the year before in New York at the same dinner or hors d'oeuvre table. My mom actually met her because my mom was there in New York because she didn't want me going alone. Uh, And then in Boston, I knew Bev was going. I wasn't sure if I was going to find her. I was Mm. anxious to find her. I was like, "Do I just want to do this alone? Because like I'm not good meeting people." And then I met up with you guys, and I was like, within five minutes of talking and meeting you guys, I was like, "This, these, these are my
2: people." This is where I'm meant to be. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like you know, whether, however you feel like, whether it's fate or whatever, like you know, we found each other, and that means more to me than just you know, the. The cause itself, which is obviously very important, but it's always about you guys. For me, we're stuck
0: together. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get rid of me now.
3: Nope. Not trying to perfect. Not about that. Nope.
0: Um, all right. Last question. Cause I don't want to keep you all night. Um, oh my God, it's gone in. Oh, um, why, um, should people either one walk or get involved in any way or donate?
3: I think. You know getting involved obviously so donating if we start with that you know the afsp is very good about research and doing research on you know suicidology and why people do it trying to to figure out those root causes so i think that's very important raising awareness so we're not whispering it you know we're not all that different if i lost someone if you struggle like we We need to be able to lean on each other. And I think until we start normalizing those words, mental illness, suicide, depression, bipolar disorder, whatever it is, we need to say those words and not you know cringe when you say them because they are illnesses, just like breast cancer, diabetes, heart disease, all those things that you know I mentioned donating to. So we need to normalize it. We need to talk about it. We need to do more research. We need to stop some of the root causes. I was watching the news today and they were talking about bullying and this young man who took his own life a year ago. He was at a very prestigious school. And now the school is finally admitting they didn't do enough, you know, so legislation changing things, laws on bullying and, you know, tolerance. And so I think, you know, the more we get it out there and if everything costs money to do that. So I think that's important. Getting involved because you don't know if it's going to touch your life. And when it does touch your life, it doesn't touch it. It's a sledgehammer that comes at you and hits you so hard. You don't think you're going to be able to ever stand up again. And I'm here standing, you're here standing. That's the reason why you participate, why you do something, right? Because we were there to help. A a young girl that used to, she helped me with the Akron walk and she had attempted um, suicide. Luckily, her family intervened in time and obviously she's still here with us today. And she described it. She said, I felt like I was in a well and, and, and I kept just sinking deeper and deeper. And she goes, And what I didn't realize and what I finally did is that there were so many flashlights at the top of that well shining down on me. And she said, There was so much help. And she does it much more, you know, much more eloquently. But she felt very alone. But then when she really realized that there were people there trying to help, she just couldn't see it through the depths of her despair. So I think, you know, like with anything, we're stronger together. Right. So if we're all there for each other at your weakest moment, whether it's struggling, whether you think you can get up that next hill or not, you know, or having a moment of sadness, like to have the support of others around you, letting you know you can do it. And I think that's so very important that that's why I think if you if you touch this in any way, then get involved and be part of the movement that helps normalize it.
0: Thank you for thank you. joining us and all of your responses have been fantastic
2: um we really appreciate hearing your story and hearing well, like you. why you walk why you think it's important and i think um your part of this story is going to be added to a larger conversation that we're having and so just thank you so much for joining us
3: well thank you for having me i appreciate it
2: next we have kelly We didn't get to do a real interview with Kelly, but we sent her the
0: questions and she gave us her responses. Um, So here's Kelly.
4: On October 21st of 2009, I got a knock on the door at 10.02 p.m. to be exact. And it was the Hillsborough Police Department and was knocking at my door to inform me that my son had passed away. And my son, Corey Michael, um was living in Portland, Oregon at the time and then his next sentence to me was, they won't tell us anything, they want you to call their number, but we know it's suicide. And I just fell apart, as you can imagine. After informing them repeatedly, they had the wrong Corey, Michael Hayes, because there was two Corys at my school. And um, then he said his date of birth. So I knew obviously um, that it was true. So um, it was a few months later, my niece had told me about um, a walk that was gonna be in Boston. And it was for the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. And it was their first time in Boston. So all of that screamed to me, I needed to be a part of that. And Corey, because Corey went to college in Boston. He lived there for five years before moving out to Portland. So that's how I became involved with AFSP. This is my 14th walk with AFSP. And it is so meaningful to go there and be in a group of these people that actually understand the depths of pain that you go through every day. Um, Whether it's your suffering, um, doing your own struggle, or whether it's for a loved one, these people get it and you just feel it when you're there. Uh, I've met a wonderful group of women that I meet with every single year and um it means so much to me and it's very therapeutic so I would really encourage anyone who is struggling to become involved with AFSP
0: um and now we have Kelly's daughter Dev and also we didn't weren't able to do a real interview, uh, so we sent her the questions as well.
5: Hello, my name is Deborah Dierico. I live in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, I'm at work right now. I'm currently at Saint. this is just funny. I'm currently at St Anselm College because Donald Trump is here i i'm a I'm a photojournalist and I've been told to just sit here outside of St Anselm College unless um, and I quote, "All hell breaks loose." I just thought you would think that's funny. This this whole experience has been extremely, like, up and down emotional. I've talked to protesters and supporters, and it's like, oh. It's all, like, I don't know. Ah. Uh, anyways. Um. The first... Anyways. The first question is, how, why do I walk? I walk every year with my mother. Um. We walk in memory of my brother, her son. Um. And it's just, like, a really important part of our grieving process. I think it it started out as, like, being pretty much the only way that we could really talk about it. You know, all the way back in 2009, I mean, I, I was very young, um, and my mom didn't really have, like, a really great outlet for her emotions or a way to sort of grieve, and I think that um, the walk... Was really helpful, you know, in being around people who experienced something similar, um, and I I found that as well. Um, it I found it very helpful to process my emotions um, in a mature way, being around people who had like extremely similar experiences to mine. Um, it's also great exercise. Like, I I work out now, like, fitness is, like, part of my life. But it, it never was. Like, I was never an athlete. So, like, the walk was, like, really the one time a year that I really got to stretch my body. Um, so it's also, I don't know, it's also nice for that. It's a test of strength. Um, I guess emotionally and physically, it's kind of nice in that way. Um, like, fundraising walks or runs or marathons, whatever. Like that excessive physical exertion, like, like walking 15, 16 miles is like not easy. Like, I don't know how people run it. <laughs> like, let alone walking it is like killer on the feet. we I mean, I haven't even, I don't even remember the last walk that I finished. I don't really finish them anymore. I mean, I'd certainly like to finish this year. Um, but i it's sort of, it, it's become less about finishing and more about just, like, walking, being together, like, my mother and I being together, seeing the city, and um, enjoying each other's company, and it's just sort of a time to think about my brother Corey and um, sort of be with him in a way. It's, you know, it's a, it's a long, it takes a long time to walk that far. Um, there's a lot to see Um, and you have a lot of time to think, A, a lot of time that you normally wouldn't have, you know, in your day to day life where you're busy, like you don't have time to process your emotions. Um, I think walking is like a really nice intentional time that you, you're kind of forcing yourself to like sit on these things and process. Um, and it's nice being able to do it with all these other people who are like, literally and figuratively on their own journey, dealing with something like extremely similar. Um, I didn't mean it. Wow. That was supposed to be like a funny little like side quip, but actually like true. Yeah. That is why I walk. I like, I like that, um, that processing time aspect of it. Um, I have walked. So here's the thing. I guess technically this will be my 10th walk. Like I, so I started when I, it was 2012. Um, I was 13. I think you were supposed to be a certain age and I wasn't old enough. Like I think they let me slip by like a couple years early past the, the age requirement. I don't, I'm not I'm not sure how that was finesse, but I walked my first walk was in twenty twelve. And um where is I this? Hello. My first walk was in twenty twelve and um I missed the past, and I've been every year since, aside from the past two years. The only reason that I'm... Th- Please, God, I hope that math checks out. I've looked over it a million times and I'm still confused. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is that 2020 was like a virtual walk thing. Like, my mother and I, like, mapped out a route um, in our town. But the difference between, like, a city and rural New Hampshire is that like, it's not lit well. So there was these like long stretches where we're walking like through dark wooded roads, like dirt roads. And it just like wasn't safe. Like we were like, this was such a horrible idea. And we we got like, I don't know, we were like four or five miles in. I don't even think we, we got that far. And then we just like called my dad and we're like, can you pick us up? Like this was stupid. Um, but we visited his grave on the way, on the way home. Like, that was kind of, like, the route that we had laid out. We're like, oh, we'll, like, end at the graveyard and, like, we'll be able to, like, see him or whatever. Um, but, so, yeah, we stopped there. We were like, hey, like, you know what? We tried. (laughs) So, if you count that as a walk, this will be my tenth walk. Um... Which is pretty cool. No, I started when I was 12. So it must have been 2011. My favorite part of the walk is meeting wonderful, wonderful people who, um, you know, share the same burden in their own way, Um, just related to mental illness. Like, I mean, it's nice the like, modern sort of age it's it's very 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 talked about mental illness and um publicized in a way that like it wasn't when I first started doing this so that is very cool um but it's I don't know I like being in spaces where I feel free to be mentally ill (laughs) and that is indeed one of those spaces where I'm I just feel very safe among all of those uh All of these lovely people who I walk with. Including, but not limited to, Julie, Maria, and Bev, and my mom. Um, That's just sort of our crew. (laughs) For me, this walk isn't for the organization as much as it is for me and my mom.
0: We can't thank... uh these women enough for sharing their stories about why they walk um and I just want to say thank you to these beautiful women who have opened their arms and their hearts to me and let me become part of their walk family um and in on me throughout the year um because you have made my life so much better and I don't know if I'd still be walking without you guys so thank you so much. Um, And if you'd like to donate, we'll be sharing all of their links um, in the description. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Live Laugh and slide into our DMs to share your story or provide feedback. Make sure you subscribe. Call or text 988, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, for free and confidential support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress.